Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back, back to, to the, the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as The Best Times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome, and of course, to all our besties returning. Welcome back, everyone. It's November. Happy November. Happy November. Um, We hope everyone had a great Halloween. It looks like you had a good Halloween. You started your movies early. I started my, my movies early. I what I think I did Haunted Mansion first. It's a great one. I had Halloween Town on. Then I had Halloween Town 2 on. Like sometimes it was just in the background. Sure. You know, those are good background movies too. Yeah, they're good background movies. Then I had, oh, I no, I didn't put it on. I posted about, there was a movie I saw called Spooky Buddies. Oh, it's a on, dog a, movie. on a Disney Plus? <laughs> yeah, I didn't end what up watching it. What were the results it. for your poll? Um, did no anybody one, reply? People hadn't seen it. <laughs> our no. friend, a friend of ours actually told me she thinks her kid watched it, but she said it was like, not that great. <laughs> mm. So I don't think I missed out on, on not watching the, Spooky Buddies. They don't make them like they used to. No, I also thought it was maybe like, you remember Air Bud? Yeah. How I was like, is it like an air buddy thing? But then it was like, Spooky no, I think they're buddies, just air, but yeah, sure. I think they're just dogs. I think they're just dogs Who celebrating Halloween. That's cute. Yeah. So I didn't watch it though. There's still time. Um, if anybody did let us know. Oh my God. Please let us know. Um, but the night before we watched the original Halloween, which was great. I mean, it's just, it's good. really good. Yeah. I love those classic ones. It's great because they didn't have CGI. They didn't have a lot of effects to use, which Mm -hmm. I think makes it like better in a way because you just are like, everything's just happening there. Like you're not like, oh, there's not all these action sequences or like Mm -hmm. crazy things. It's just more simple, Yeah, which I really liked. So we've just a lot of, a lot of movies. I can't remember any, I'm sure I watched, I don't think I watched Halloween Town High on Halloween. Uh, but I watched it in spooky season. Of course. Oh, and Hocus Pocus. Duh. Duh. I watched Hocus Pocus. The trailer, the first little te- Oh, nice. Sorry. Um, the uh, the first little teaser for Hocus Pocus 2 came out. <gasps> oh, I haven't seen it. It's just like a, a candle. There's no Oh, like- <laughs> maybe I have seen it then. I think I did see that. But I'm kind of surprised that so far they, like when they announced like the new cast, it's the only original- person is Doug Jones joining besides the three witches. Oh, who was, um, I'm blanking on his name, like the zombie in the graveyard who comes back. Billy, um, Billy. He's Billy. the only one, like, uh, the other cast members have all said that like, they have not been asked to come back. Huh? I never understand what, like what the reasoning is behind that. Why don't they want to bring everyone back? Because like Max, my, especially because I guess Max like and Danny, it must just be a completely like a new person must just light the candle this time. Yeah, that's then, true. But you would think that they would at least make some kind of cameo. Or it would be like Max and Danny's kids. Max and Allison have a kid. Maybe maybe that'll be the kid in the movie if there's a kid. That's true. And it's still a year out. And I, I, like, aren't they filming now? So maybe, maybe they'll get asked. 
Maybe. I hope so. I hope so too. But maybe it is so that they can have it be Hocus Pocus too, but also have its own story. So it's not exactly the same. I'd but wouldn't it, isn't it going to make it more of the same if it's a, just a new person who lights the candle and the witches just come back? But I if know. they somehow come back like another way and then it's this, them like going back to the, I don't know, after the same people. I don't know. Who knows? We'll I find know. out next October. Can't wait. I cannot wait. I, I mean, we're definitely going to watch it. Oh, for sure. I mean, I feel like everyone just has to accept that nothing will ever be the original. So there's yeah. no way it's going to top that, but it's still going to be so much fun. Yeah. I didn't actually dress up on Halloween, but we did. I was like Minnie Mouse, like oh. for a second, because we went trick or treating with our friends and their kids. And I thought, I can't go in nothing. But well, thank God you were dressed up for your celeb spotting. Oh, you guys. I saw, I walked past and then made eye contact with Ashley Tisdale <laughs> while trick-or-treating on Halloween. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a sign that we need to get her on the podcast. Oh, I mean, David and I were, I were texting and we were trying to think like, okay, do we just walk next to her? And we're just like, hi, Ashley, do you have like a quick moment? Like just a quick <laughs> word. Um, she was there with her husband and her baby. Oh, it's really cute. So she must live in that area. I don't know. Apparently her dad lives in that area. Oh, so maybe she does. But I'm still hopeful that she does. There's a house in, and for people listening that don't live here, it's just, it's just a neighborhood in California. Um, But they always do really great Halloween decorations. And this one house puts up really great like headstones and they're always their puns. Oh, there was one like scary styles instead of like, Oh, I, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's really cool. They'll put up like pun names for like the dead people. That, I loved that one. I made a TikTok about that one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I hadn't seen it. Our friends told us that they walked past it one day and the owners of the house were having an argument over oh, no. scary, scary, the scary styles one. It was something like if they, how they wanted to spell it, it was apparently a very heated debate. Oh, if I had a dollar. I know. I mean, it's a, it's a, it was the front headstone. It was right on their, right in the front of their house. They had to make it good. Did you see the house with the two-story pumpkin? Yes. It got, that one won. I didn't know that Toluca Lake does like a contest every year. And that Mm. one won best of show. Hands down deserved it. Nailed it. I mean, it is such a good neighborhood around Halloween. Like people just like, we, we drove to it to go there. Like people just drive to go. And even if you can't trick or treat, just driving past or like walking by to see the decorations, it's super worth it. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, but I know you, you were something for Halloween. I was tell everyone Um, ketchup. (laughs) David loves his condiments and when you couldn't find else. ranch, you get your ketchup. <laughs> they did have a bottle of ranch. They but did. Here's, they did. Okay. So here's the thing. I might've told the story on here, but so I'll just tell it real quick just in case, but if not, here you go. So two weeks ago, I had, was invited to a Halloween party. I didn't have a costume. It was about 20 minutes till the party. So I decided to stop at the target near me. I go into the target, find the Halloween section. It's already getting ready for Christmas. There's only one little Halloween section in this whole target. The only two adult costumes left were either a bottle of ketchup and a bottle of ranch. The ketchup just looked more authentic than the ranch. The ranch was like a knockoff ranch that like no one's ever oh. heard, but the ketchup just looked more real. So I got the ketchup. Okay. I, I think that's a great reasoning. Great story. Um, I like that you put a lot of thought into it as well, mm-hmm. because if we're going to be ranch, we are not going to be a knockoff ranch. No. 
hidden valley or nothing. No, where the hell is that valley? I really want to go. It looks beautiful on every it looks commercial. So nice. Oh, on the bottle, my God. <laughs> oh, I want to go they, there. Like, zoom in from the valley to the bottle, my God. Give me some carrot sticks and celery and just oh, we're going to I town. love dipping some carrots in hidden valley. <laughs> oh my, I'm starving right now. <laughs> Made me I know so I'm going to make some that. dinner after this. I think you're going to make some carrot sticks and ranch. <laughs> I do. Uh, I think my ranch I have is craft. It's okay. Craft also makes great ranch. They do sponsor us. craft. <laughs> if we were sponsored by hidden Valley, I think we would lose. it. <laughs> we would lose it. Imagine if we had an ad at the beginning of every episode for hidden Valley, the sponsor of back to the best. <laughs> Uh, any news that we need to discuss Brittany's chaotic Halloween post. Wait, did I see it? Oh, if you haven't, you're in for a treat. It's a novel. Wait, let me see. Did I also, I loved, like, I saw a friend of mine was Brittany for Halloween, but as one of her like Instagram pictures. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) It was, I loved it. It was really good. Which one is it? The, uh, second row middle one where she's like tied up. Oh, sorry. I absolutely saw this. I think I thought it was a video. I absolutely. Oh, there's a video at the end. Yes. Her body looks amazing. She looks great. But then like her post today that says the most dangerous animal in the world is a silent, smiling woman. And then she says, like in the captions, she goes, it's been 13 years and I'm a little rusty. It was a family business before. It's no longer that anymore. I was born today because I get to smile. So thank you for exiting out of my life and finally allowing me to live mine. Did I, we saw this coming, right? I mean, she's yeah. been like a caged bird for so many years and now she's finally able to literally spread her wings and be independent. I'm and really she- curious if, because who knows, like she posted in that one thing that she was like writing a book, but I wonder if that's true or not. Mm. Oh my God, that book. She has so much to say. Oh my God. Oh, it's going to be incredible. I just want her to have a moment like a book or something where she can really tell her story because she's Mm -hmm. not been able to. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Happy Halloween, Brittany. Happy Halloween. (laughs) We posted a few things on our Instagram, but I loved Joe. Joe Jonas's Halloween costume. Yes. Oh my God. It was so good. Also Joe and Demi reunited, which is like really just great for our heart and souls. Oh, I went and saw the Jonas brothers. Speaking of Joe, (gasps) you saw the Jonas brothers. How was it? So good. It was the last stop on their tour is at the Hollywood bowl. Um, I got $15 tickets with second row from the back. Incredible. You can't, I'm, I don't think there's a bad seat at the Hollywood bowl. You know what? After sitting up in the back, I feel like it's not worth paying more to sit closer at the bowl. Cause I felt like the back row was just as good as like halfway up. Oh yeah. Cause it's the whole experience. You're outside and the sound just reverberates. Ooh, good word. Thank you. It's from the Grinch. Um, um reason I know it. I also love Kelsey Ballerini and she opened up the show. And so for her, we did stand like several sections in front of where we paid for before. Oh, that's good. Before someone said that we should go to our seats. It was one of those annoying things because we were standing there and one security guard was just like, oh yeah, no problem. Like just stand over in this section. You can stand and watch. And then another security guard who you could just tell, like loved having power over people, like came up and started yelling at everybody to leave. 
Ew, don't be that security guard. Be nice. Especially because the one who told us to stand there was wearing like one of like the special like manager shirts or whatever. So he like had authority, but I wasn't going to like stand there and be like, well, that guy said we could stand Yeah. Here. It's also like, just let, just for like a few songs, let, let mm-hmm. them stand there. Right. Yeah. I guess it's the principle that if they let you do it, they had to let everybody do it, but you're special. I know. I'm really nice. You're really nice. <laughs> you should have said that. Oh, but I'm really nice. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't get it. I don't think you, you're making it. You don't understand. I'm nice. really nice. Um, you know, you know who else, else is, is really, really nice? nice? <laughs> <laughs> the king and queen of a segue, everybody. That was free- freaky. I wish that we were together because that would have been right in sync. I think you started to say it first. So I'm going to let you finish that out. You know who else is really nice? Who? Caroline Goodall. Caroline Goodall. Yes. I just love it. We, this is actually one of the episodes that we had talked about, uh, whenever we went on the fricking frack show. Yes. And we're so excited that it's happened that we talked to her. You guys, she played Annie. I almost said Annie. Oh my God. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. She played Anne Hathaway's mom in the princess diaries. Of course you all know that we love. She was also in hook with mm-hmm. Robin Williams, another incredible movie. We talked to her about her experience working on Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. She talks a lot about her friendship with Steven Spielberg. Listen to find out yeah. how they became friends. It's a really, really cool story. And she also told us about some projects she has coming up. But yeah. if you're a fan of any of that stuff, especially The Princess Diaries, you're going to want to stay tuned. We had the best time talking to her. She was so nice. Yes. Let's get into it. Here she is, Caroline Goodall. Hi. Hi. I'm just in from olive picking, which is really oh. nice. Uh, yeah. So we're, I'm home in Italy right now, and it's the olive pick uh, time. So what a day, <laughs> olive picking, your Zoom calls. Oh, yeah. We're selling the lavender too. Don't forget that. Oh, um, yeah. But it's um, nice and rural. (laughs) Where are you in LA, by the way? Are you in LA? Yeah, we're both in LA. We're kind of in the Studio City Burbank area. All right, okay. When was the first time you came to LA? I first came to LA in 19, I think I had my first trip in the mid 80s or late 80s. And then um, came back again, 89, 90. 91, which is, of course, when I met Steven Spielberg, which is a great segue. Um, We'd love to hear about that. Yes, I'm happy to tell you. Yeah. Um, So there I was. I had already been in the business um, doing mainly theatre for about 10 years in in the UK. And um, I had had an American boyfriend who was an actor. And he said, I have to go back for the pilot season. And I was like, "Mm, what's that? And of course, any English person is only too happy to leave town sort of like early January right through to March or April they're known as the swallows and many many of them have slept on my floor (laughs) and so and so it was like a no-brainer for me to follow and um then I really found that I really enjoyed Los Angeles I enjoyed the sun I'm half Australian so for me Mm. it was kind of you know halfway home in a way and mm-hmm. uh I love the light and just the meritocracy I like the fact that it was just very business oriented um and you just went in and you read you did your best and you walked out and if you got the job you got the job and that was great um 
And uh, so I was actually packing to go back for Christmas. So this must have been 1990. And I got a call from my agent who said, um, you know, how do you feel about staying on for a few days? And I said, uh -huh. you know, bought the ticket and everything. And I said, what for? And he said, well, it's for a meeting with Steven Spielberg. And I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can make that work. <laughs> I think I can try and manage that. And uh, so um, he explained what it was. There was no script. And it was just to go and meet. Stephen wanted to meet English actresses because they were going to be shooting the whole of Hook in um, Los Angeles on stage wow. at what was about to be the new Sony Studios, uh, which of course in those days um, was Columbia. Mm. Um, and uh, so I found myself at, you know, driving through to the sort of back of Universal, this old Adobe bit, this a beautiful adobe building and you know kind of nice people waving me in and uh walked into what was not an office but looked like a kind of dining room and there was steven spielberg sitting at the table and he was so charming and so warm and he looked a little like my uncle francis and so i just felt really relaxed around him and he has that uh -huh. ability he makes people just feel fabulous um, and uh, so we had a great chat and uh, then he said, well, would you like to come back and do kind of a proper audition? And I said, well, yes, please. Why would you like that? <laughs> oh, oh, you know, I'll call you. I'll see if I can get a hold of Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so casual. <laughs> and then a few days later, I had a call and literally I did have to go in that, you know, it was like morning call, go in the afternoon. And um, I was so not ready. And of course, went running down to, I think it was third, to try and find something to wear that, you know, <laughs> maybe look decent and, you uh -huh. know, the hair. <laughs> it was crazy. And um, I arrived at the casting offices and I was amazed that it was just myself, Steven Spielberg, and Robin Williams. Wow. Wow. Uh, Great company. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, you know what? I thought, <laughs> This kind of, nothing else really matters anymore. This is what this is about. And mm -hmm. the fact that I'm in a room with these two amazing men, it's, yeah, it makes Hollywood worth it because this would never have happened anywhere else. And <laughs> um, so they kind of, still no script. Oh, really? <laughs> still no script. So you really oh didn't know any lines, like I'm, anything you were doing? I was given an improv. Wow. So they said, you know, kind of like, you know, you're telling him off. And this and that, he's not paying attention to the children kind of thing. And uh, so I just kind of launched into it. And I actually had done some stand-up comedy and uh, years back when I was just first starting out. And it was that beginning of kind of, I would say, alternative comedy. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I could think on my feet quite quickly and uh, was used to improving and getting out of situations. And so um, I just started and I remember halfway through, I just remember saying to Robin, um, who equally was just so welcoming and warm that, you know, uh, you know, also you knew him, he was Mork. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, we were best friends already. You know? yeah. 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 You knew him, yeah. Um, and uh, so, um, at one point I remember saying you're not saying anything and he said ah oh, but I've got the job wow. and, uh, yeah 
It's wow. Like, why would I say anything? I've got the job. You, you, you got to talk. I mean, it's, it's, your jo- it's your job. It's your turn. Not opening his mouth. Right. And then, um, then I went out and I was absolutely shaking. And you know that situation where you can barely get the car keys out of your bag, and then you yeah. and, and you're just kind of a bit like that, so you don't leave. So mm-hmm. I must have been kind of hanging around, kind of faffing about for about five, six minutes, and then they came out of the room and I was like, shit, I'm still here, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they turned around and they said, oh, oh, incidentally, we just want to let you know, you might you might like to know, but you got the job. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh, just on the spot. So clearly it went well. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed the I, improv. I got the job on the spot. Um, I beat out Emma Thompson. Uh, wow. And, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and it was just amazing. Then, of course, this was the days of answering machines. And, you know, went home and I called everybody I could and every single answering machine was on. I couldn't <laughs> tell one person. No, oh, no. Person. Yeah, you, I guess you couldn't just send a group text to let people know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I drank a bottle of wine. There you Definitely. go. As you should. <laughs> so Celebrate anyway, with yourself. <laughs> that was my audition story. I'll be quiet now. <laughs> No, please. We were, we really, really wanted to hear that story. And then of course in 93, that probably led into Schindler's list. Yeah. Well, this was interesting. I got very lucky as Stephen always says, well, you know, doing something with me is a bit like the good house housekeeping seal of approval. So mm-hmm. you then get on a list. Right. And so I was then very fortunate in that I found myself in these very big studio movies. Hook was mm-hmm. the first hundred million dollar film. I then went into the next hundred million dollar film, which was Cliffhanger, mm-hmm. um, right. which was complete, complete opposite. I was so happy to be able to play the bad girl as opposed to, you know, everyone's favorite mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then um, Disclosure. And I think I think Shinders List came after that. And um, I was actually sort of in between well I, I was doing a job I was actually in Canada um shooting episode TV and um uh I got a call from Bonnie Curtis who of course is a wonderful producer now but was Stephen's longtime assistant mm. and she was like hello Caroline because you know, <laughs> we we were on hook for six amazing magical months and we all got to know each other very well and you know including the assistants and I mean everybody mm-hmm. uh, because we went went every day and also I would go every day almost every day even if I wasn't called because this is the greatest masterclass in filmmaking that I could possibly have been gifted and I was so fortunate so of course I wanted to turn up but it was also the best kind of holiday camp Mm-hmm. in the world because we had five sound stages with you know Neverland which was where they filmed the Wizard of Oz and uh, of course the pirate ship and like everything right um, so cool. I wouldn't want to go so um anyway so I knew Bonnie pretty well and I'm oh hi Bonnie how are you doing and she said <laughs> Caroline um I've got Steven Spielberg on the line for you like, this is weird <laughs> and on came Steven hey how are you I'm like I must have done something wrong. What have I done wrong? Um, <laughs> you know, you don't tend to see people much in between. You, you know, he's he's sure. to socialize with. He's busy. Um, and he just said, um, first thing he said was, "How's your German accent?" And I said, "Jawohl, <laughs> <laughs> jawohl." Yeah. <laughs> and he said, um, 
yeah, because I'm doing this film and of course I knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's called Schindler's Ark, which actually was the name of the book, not Schindler's Ark. Oh. And um, have you read it, Thomas Keneally? And I said, actually, no, but I'm, I, I, I'll go get a copy. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you know, there's a role in it. it. Her name's Emily Schindler. It's not a very big role, but I could offer you fourth billing. <laughs> Which is a wonderful way of very producerly of it. Right. Um, yeah. And I was like, I don't care what role it is. I'll, yeah. I'll I accept. We'll do this. this. With you. you know that. Yeah. And uh, he said, yeah, um, really like that. Just think you'd be right. You, do you know Liam Neeson? I said, well, no, no, not personally. Yeah, well, he's going to do, he's going to be Schindler. I think, do you think he'll be good? Do you think uh, he could, do, I mean, he's Irish. Do you think he can do a good German accent? So Stephen has a habit of doing asking your... Some of you are talking about something else. Um, and uh, so he said, do you think you could, I don't know, if I called you back, could you maybe do a German accent for me? And so I'm like, well, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, 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 just. Call me whenever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what about then? I'll have Bonnie tell you the time. So of course, Bonnie. Yeah. yeah. And I go. Ra- I mean, I'm in Vancouver, so I go racing off to a bookstore, and I pick up a book literally that has a tape of German accents. And uh, you know those books you get learn German, and they've got yeah. the tape. And it was the old fashioned. You, you know, you can't just Google anything anymore. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's easy. And just YouTube. And. Um, I also bought a copy of the book, which I started uh, reading. And when he called back, I just had a passage out of it and I read it. And he said, that sounds quite good to me. Um, <laughs> said, That's amazing. Leaving, um, but we're leaving soon. I mean, are you free? We're, we're leaving soon. And I said, when soon? He said, Monday. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, I don't know, Wednesday. <laughs> oh, less than a week That's notice. Because I rap on Friday, he said, great, yeah. I suppose, yeah, look, I'll get everyone to call your agent and things, but that sounds good, that sounds good. And that's how that one happened. My God. Uh, you know, oh. Amazing, huh? Amazing. And that's Both of those are such cool stories. They, and it's just one of those things that you don't realize how fortunate you are until life doesn't continue to be like that. You know, mm-hmm. you- until Steven Spielberg's not just calling you <laughs> all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's busy doing other things. You know, we had a lovely time though, two years ago. God, it was marvelous. We uh, went to it was 2018, I think it was the 20th, 25th anniversary mm-hmm. of Schindler's List, and uh, it was at Tribeca. And they invited us all, and Stephen came. Oh. And we did a Q&A afterwards, and the theater was packed. And it was the first time I think any of us had seen it on the big screen wow. since it was released. And I think it was the first time I'd seen it since the Washington screening, where mm. I'd had Bill Clinton behind me. Um, <sighs> and that was kind of amazing, um, you know, the president. Um, and I was just so blown away by the masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Mm. Um, as is Hook, I think, you know, but Hook, Hook mm. had a very different trajectory. But oddly enough, Hook has overtaken E.T., for example, as one of the most beloved Steven Spielberg films of all time. But, yeah. um, you know, obviously for Steven, I think, you know, Schindler's List is his masterpiece. It was the, it was his, his time when he felt, look, I just want to do what I feel inside me. I really mm. must do. Um, as opposed to just keeping everyone at Universal happy 
with these amazing films that he did, bringing in the big bucks. Although, mind you, yeah. of course, he was editing Jurassic Park as he was during this list. And that is the deal that Sid Scheinberg did with him. He said, I will give you the money for Schindler's List. I can't believe you want to do it in black and white and in Europe mm. and crap and all this stuff. Okay, whatever. I guess I owe you. Um, but you have to finish Jurassic Park by X date because it needs to be out. So that's the deal he did. So he just is one of the most extraordinary people. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, just uh, has this ability to sort of silo and he's a genius. Uh, of course, yeah. You know to even just, I guess, also change your mindset from working on Schindler's List and he's editing dinosaurs. Like, I just imagine time. that's such a split part of your brain that he just has to focus here, then switch the focus, which is really impressive. Well, I think, you know, I think he's this, he's always had a side of that. I remember when we were doing Hook, he would, he'd be going through lists of directors for certain projects he was producing. And, you know, he just is a kind of one man studio. Um, mm -hmm. That's just how his mind works, I guess. But uh, yeah, that is particularly impressive because of the soul and the level of, I mean, true majestic brilliance that he brought to Schindler's List. And mm -hmm. also we were working in unbelievably terror, not, you know, the circumstances were unbelievable. It was freezing cold, minus five, snow everywhere. And we were in Krakow in 1990. This is just after the wall had fallen, you know, mm -hmm. Eastern Europe. And Poland just wasn't ready for, you know, <laughs> a, such a big, you know, enormous number of people and the logistics and the extras. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, what they managed to do and what Branko Lustig, of course, who, you know, God rest his soul, uh, um, who also produced Serpent's Choice and actually was an inmate in the camps. Oh. What he did as a producer is incredible. All of them, all of them. Mm. Um, so anyway. Yeah. I, well, obviously, you know, the product was incredible. It's an, yeah. such an incredible film. <laughs> yeah. So it, I think when something like that happens, you kind of say, well, if nothing else ever happens again, I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I've been involved in something worth it. Yeah. Mm. Is it difficult whenever you like were working on a movie with such a, serious devastating plot what is that even like on a set then whenever you're doing a movie like that um well I think you know like anything you always play the moment mm -hmm. and you're always doing it in bits and I don't I think we all had a very good idea of the potential power of the film mm -hmm. um and of course Stephen Zalian was uh constantly rewriting as well so I think we were all very just very very concerned to be to do as much research as possible to be as close to the characters we could possibly be and just to turn up on the day and do our best but I mean honestly every single night there'd be rewrites and in those days you didn't get them but again through the phone poor Bonnie and the assistants <laughs> would be literally getting them photocopying them in a place where there was like maybe one photocopier stapling them together and then running through the whole hotel that we all shared sticking them under oh everyone's my door gosh. wow and there was and when you do rewrites um they usually do them on different colored papers so you can track them so you'd have you know tan blue you know i think you start off with blue pink pages yellow pages and then, then there were so many but of course there was no colored paper so they just type at the top pink oh, yellow, no. purple you know whatever tan uh -huh. you know it gets black you know? <laughs> if you're running <laughs> out of colors yeah <laughs> there's only so many colors you can there do was never a 
and actually there used to be one of those breakfast things I remember I'd sit there with Rafe or with with Liam or with uh Saben and we'd go god have you put your rewrites in yet and then in the end you just give up and yeah uh, you know you just kind of think well I'm only doing my bits anyway that's fine you know, right focus on uh, what you have because it's mine it was kind of okay yeah <laughs> you can't yeah. possibly do all of that for everybody yeah, so I just waited for my rewrites yeah <laughs> everyone else's rewrites could just you know I'd watch the movie yeah <laughs> wow well switching gears a little bit to a bit of a happier movie. You were of course in the princess diaries and a ton of our listeners are huge princess diaries fans. So we would love to just, (laughs) does that, is that such a fond memory for you as well? Working on those films? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I mean, what a way to crown the year 2000. Uh, It really was amazing. Um, It was interesting because Again, the gestation of that for me was rather odd in that my husband, who is a cinematographer and works mainly with Terry Gilliam, uh, was, um, we were in Madrid um, getting ready and preparing for The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which I don't know if you know, but is this film that fell apart with Johnny Depp in it, and then was recently done again with Adam Driver 20 years later with the same director and cinematographer, my husband and uh and and terry and a whole bunch of people crew people came back and same costumes i mean it was it was incredible and as a you have to see it and also just there's a wonderful documentary called lost in la mancha which if you get a chance to see that is just about the ultimate film about movie making that you could ever in terms of how movies get put together and how they can fall apart so easily. And it's hilariously funny. And of course, Terry Gilliam, you know, Monty Python. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so there we were in, in um, Madrid and our kids are small. And the deal was we used to do this, you know, if one of us had a job that really demanded all of our attention um, and, you know, Nicola is a great artist, um, uh, then, you know, the other one would take time off and be, you know, parent and we'd all be together. And uh, so there it was running around with the kids and this script comes through and Nicola goes up to Disney and I read it and I went, oh, and he said, so what do you think? I said, it's really good and it's Gary Marshall, but more than that, I think it's a hit. There's just something, there's a magic on coming off the page Mm -hmm. that is absolutely adorable. And he said, oh, well, pity you can't do it and I went no yeah pity I can't do it and, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, they came back and said so what do you think and I went yeah well great and they said you know Julie Andrews is in it I went Julie Andrews is in this the first film I ever saw was Mary Poppins so I can see I used to practice singing like Julie Andrews, my favorite of all, of course, was Feed the Birds. Feed the Birds. <laughs> I would practice at home and listen to the, you know, wear out the record player listening to, and then of course, Sound of Music, but I did prefer Mary Poppins. And I just thought, I can't, you know. So um, they said, could you, because in those days you didn't tend to put yourself on tape. You, if you did, you'd have to literally, it was a big camcorder. 
mm-hmm. and you know super eight thing and then and then you would have to put it on to um 70 you know um half inch mm. and then you have to send it so it was a whole palaver of stuff to do and I said well I'll try and of course I'm in completely the wrong country to do this but they said well how else do we meet you and I went mm. so anyway I kind of managed to do it and I sent it off and a few days later I got I said could we'd like to fly you in we'd like to fly you in to meet Anne who's going to play your daughter and we need to see the chemistry, you know? Um, and I sort of said to Nicola, I think I'd better go and do this. And uh, at the time, of course, you know, everything was trolling along with God Don Quixote, but there was a kind of whiff of uncertainty about the film, um, you know, things going wrong and horses not turning up trained and costumes and then, you know, a- actors just, you know. So, so there was a part of me thinking, I think I might have to, you know. So anyway, off I went. Uh, met Anne, who was charming and amazing. And for an 18-year-old, just so on it. So, you know, kind of comic genius that they'd discovered. And um, then, you know, I got back on the plane and went back to Spain. And then, of course, they called me and said, we'd like you to do this. And then there was a little bit of negotiations and uh, all in the middle of the night, of course, because I'm in Europe. So phone would go at two o'clock in the morning. And I do remember a couple of times, I went, uh, no. And then a couple <laughs> <laughs> Just half like, asleep. <laughs> my, my manager was like, let's just get out. <laughs> and I just basically you know, kept turning on to the car and going, I think I have to do this. And yeah. you, know, you, have this, you know, all those kind of relationship problems. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> About to go, where am I taking the kids? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, in the end, it all worked out. And then, of course, the irony was that um, his film fell apart. Wow. And I was then able to kind of commute back to, we ended up in the UK, putting kids in school there as he waited for the film to come back up again because the Mm. idea was it would start up again. And uh, so I fortunately was able to support the family that year. (laughs) As well as have a total blast. Yeah. Oh my God. Have a long story. Sorry. I I have to keep telling the time. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, you're okay. Okay. So you said that you're a huge, you were a huge Julie Andrews fan. Then what was it like for you to actually meet her? I still am. She is aware of the effect that she has on people. And I think, like many people who have been in the public eye for so long, her graciousness, which is natural and inherent to her anyway reaches out so she's a great giver so when she meets you she immediately goes hello I'm Julie how lovely to meet you as opposed to you know how sometimes you meet people and they like assume you know who they are so they're like oh hi and you go oh god I don't know how to talk to them Um, and (laughs) she she's also all about the work which I am too which is great Mm -hmm. that that's always the great leveler isn't it and uh you know when you can talk to people you say great we're both in this together we've both got a job this isn't about hierarchies or stars or whoever you are we're just working together and I remember the first thing she said to me was um so what do you think I think we really need to talk to them about some of the protocols and the etiquettes because they really don't understand these Americans (laughs) oh my god so so I don't know so we started kind of discussing you know about you know how to rent food and stuff. you know it's hilarious and we just had a lot of fun and 
you know, rewriting the script for their <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. Um, and she, she'd do that from the makeup chair. You know, she'd just, uh, we'd all be in the makeup trailer together. And, you know, that's what, you know, all the best. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Williams. You know, there's a kind of the main makeup trailer with all the makeup artists and everyone just comes in and they, for their call time and they sit there and got the bib around them and, you know, everyone's chatting and, <laughs> You're learning your lines and you're passing things around and someone might have made cookies and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just how it should be. And it's wonderfully leveling and um, just had the best time, the best time. And Gary Marshall, of course, is just a genius and so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I think Julie and I might have bonded on a couple of things, which is, you know, he's again he loves improvising and he actually had two guys on set who wrote jokes and they were called marty and marty <laughs> were the two martys and they would have little but and they would write like this and then they would take off a joke and hand it to gary and if gary liked the joke he would call over the camera and say oh you know his brooklyn accent which i cannot do say this and he'd say the joke and you'd suddenly have to you're in the middle of a scene and suddenly you'd kind of stop and you'd listen and you'd go oh and then you'd go into the joke and if it worked it worked if not it go yeah but of course you know I'm doing an American you know I'm doing an American accent as well so I'm I kind of having to you know and you have to you know accents of course can become second nature but there are vowel sounds you have to kind of just be careful of and of course if you haven't necessarily rehearsed it and someone comes in with something you might you know be out Mm. slightly on your accent so so all of those things um myriad stories he he could shoot till three o'clock in the morning um we are all scorpios me and and julie andrews and we all had birthdays within a week of each other and There were so many cakes and also crew, of course, <laughs> cakes parading in and out every day. <laughs> and it was two or three o'clock in the morning. And I remember it was the scene, I think with Sandra Oh, I have this memory of um, being in the, the headmistress's office. Um, and I remember Julie being there. Now I have no idea if we we're both in the scene or what was going on, but I just remember this room. And um, we were there and it was really late. Julie, you know, was really tired. And uh, she turned around, she said, not another cake, please, not another cake. <laughs> because we heard happy birthday. <laughs> please, no more. No more cakes. And then she just went, Gary, you know what I'd really like for my birthday? To go home. <laughs> Give me just this wrap. gift, please. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, she sounds hilarious. great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, just wonderful. There are a thousand stories on that. Oh. You know, just, just, and I'm very happy that I was stopped by some, there's a whole bunch of girls, you know, who are, I guess, in their early to mid-20s. It does seem, and she they, they stopped and they said, are you, were you in the Princess Stories? I said, yes. And they said, oh, my God, you're our hangover cure. And apparently they would, what they'd like to do, they go up Friday night and get really kind of drunk. And then on, mm. or Saturday night, and then on Sunday, they'd wake up, they'd be in their pajamas 
and feeling like, you know, and they'd turn on Princess Diaries and they'd watch <laughs> Princess Diaries and have breakfast and, you know, coffee and, uh, you know, just feel a lot better. <laughs> and it cured the hangovers. <laughs> Probably the first time you've ever heard that. <laughs> I love being a hangover cure. Isn't that great? Put that on your <laughs> resume. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yes, well, definitely. I add that to horse riding. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David and I joke the amount of times, because of course the scene when Mia gets her kiss and you say, I hope you get your first real foot popping kiss. Oh yeah. I have used that phrase All the time. <laughs> in joking scenarios. Sometimes if I'm like, oh, are you dating someone? How's it going? I'm like, did you get a foot popping kiss? And some people know, and some people don't. But it's the oh, one that they know. know, then they're going to be your friend. Then yeah. they, the they stick exactly. around. A very, very cute. What is it? A very, very cute asparagus. Yes. yes. Very, very cute asparagus. <laughs> yeah. She goes, I look like an asparagus. And you're like, but, but a very, very cute very, asparagus. Very, very cute asparagus. Yeah. Um, I should have that as a gift. <laughs> yes, they should. You really should. <laughs> I have to ask too, because the scene where you guys are shooting the darts at the water balloons filled with paint. I, that still like, is it just a goal of mine to do one day? Cause it looks so fun. Do you know something that I get that all the time? And my daughter is still angry with me because she wanted it for her birthday. And I said, do you want to fill a hundred balloons with, <laughs> with paint? paint? Because that is what the prop department did. And yes, it was so much fun, but you have no idea how those guys were just like, Sticking it in and then slip sliding and then pinning them up and then they'd plop down. We were covered in the stuff. And it does look so much fun. And I think we kind of did have fun for a a little bit of time, but a lot of it was just, oh my God, not more paint, please. Oh Oh, no. no. Because over and over again is probably much different. (laughs) Yeah, than watching us just watching you do it once. Yeah. And then making sure, of course, that they were or matching for continuity. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even so think I'm about sorry that. sorry to pop your balloon on that. No. <laughs> We're probably still going to do it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I, I promised I will. I'm going to do it one day. Yeah, perhaps for my, uh, <laughs> for, for a big birthday, maybe. Yeah. yeah. We'll Ooh. do it. And when we realize what the mess we've made, we'll be like, Caroline warned us. You'll probably do it. <laughs> beautifully and it would just be my you know yeah I, I need to get over that memory but I, it was so much fun yeah so much fun and that then fun. whenever you found out that there was a sequel what was that like were you excited that they were going to be doing another princess diaries excited, although of course I knew that my role would be diminished because of course she had to a go to Genovia and b move on and find love and god knows what else and so I didn't imagine for a second that I was going to be you know particularly much part of it it was you know it's the Julie show also by then too I think terribly important um and because it was such a hit um and just wonderful to have Julie Andrews back because she'd heard of her throat so we weren't sure she would sing um so it was wonderful but I actually do remember that I was at Sundance um with a film and that when I needed to shoot, unfortunately, Princess Diaries, I had to fly all the way back from Sundance, like on a Sunday morning, it's really like six o'clock in the morning, and then just kind of turn up um, <laughs> for one, of, you know, so it was, uh, yeah, I was really thrilled. Uh, but at the same time, it was just like, oh, if only the schedule would be a bit different. <laughs> I was looking forward to maybe a little bit of, bit of skiing and a bit of this and that. Uh, but no, it was just lovely to see everybody again. And it had the same fabulous feeling. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, you know, and Gary loves, he loves to shoot in town. So the fact that you just get in the car and you drive to Pasadena um, is just bliss as well. You know, it's not yeah. like too far out of town, except of course we did go to San Francisco on the first one. And actually the fire station, no, it's not a real fire station. It was a studio, but my God, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Because the studio really did look like that. Yeah. But the stairs going up didn't really go anywhere. Oh. And, and so, yeah. Yeah. So then we had to go Movie magic. Yeah. <laughs> movie magic, I'm afraid. It did look so cool but in the movie. It was so <laughs> fabulous. And, you know, that's what I love is there are just always so many little things that the designers put into those incredible environments to make them feel so warm and lived in. Of course, you know, I always like bringing things, you know, and there were photographs and stuff, Mm. you know, so you kind of, you know, mix and match. And then of course it really felt like a painting studio. And I did a lot of painting at the time. I'm not, not a painter, but I met the woman who um, was sort of, you know, meant to be sort of me and, and who, Gary had taken the artwork from and uh, she was a San Francisco painter and I met her and I said look I'd really like to buy one and she said well choose she said they've all you know the ones he's chosen have been blown up uh, you know so they're much bigger uh, obviously for the movie but you know take and I chose one and when I got on set because of course I met her long before they'd done the sets I was blown away because the one I chose was the one Gary had chosen and blown up. I did. Wow. Wow. How about that? But then Gary and I shared a birthday as well. We're both November 13th. God rest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, isn't that amazing, though? Out of, you know, she had a, and we just both honed in on that. And it's partly because they were, she used to do collages and there was this little kind of word is sort of like almost half hidden in the painting that says imagination. And I think he probably honed in on that, as did I. Yeah. Uh, But also I just love the colors of it and everything. And it's at home in in LA, Um, you know, and it's, I always like to take, find something, one thing from each production that I do that I can keep and, you know, is my, uh, you know, memento mori. Your memory. Yeah. Every time you look at that object, you'll remember. Yeah. So that's That's really cool. Hanging in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. So what are you up to now? We know that we saw your movie Birds of Paradise was recently released. Can you tell us about that? (laughs) I was so horrible and mean. Um, That was really fun as well. We shot it in Budapest. Those girls are so unbelievably talented, as is Adina um, Smith, who is the writer-director it was just wonderful to have a fem- very sort of female crew. Um, and uh, I adore ballet, actually. I uh, really sort of rather wanted to be a ballerina when I grew up. Um, and I was too tall, but um, I was actually quite good. Um, so I was became an actress. Um, and uh, so I really took to all the dancers who were there and loved chatting to them, hanging out. There were so many young dancers from so many different walks of life and uh, different languages. The issue, of course, for us was COVID. Mm. So we were in our, we had two weeks left and we were shut down March 13. Uh. Couldn't, um, but we managed to get back in August, but there was this kind of total break. And then of course you're working in COVID conditions, which is, you know, bubbles and, and was testing 
Um, yeah, <laughs> so many, so um, many tests. Quarantining for two weeks before you even start. So you're alone in a hotel room. Uh, well, actually, fortunately enough, I got an apartment where I could cook. Um, but, you know, in, in Budapest for two weeks. Uh, prior to even starting so so that put a bit of a damper on it but it was lovely to see everyone lovely to be able to finish the film sure. um and i i really love it um i saw it because it it's just um she's just got such a great gift with the way she shoots so it it has uh, you know it, it has it's coming of age story and of course you know there's a little bit of black swan in there as well and rivalry between two girls but also there's just something wonderfully kind of intense and uh, abstract almost about it too in terms of um just sort of magical realism just you know and and it, it just really worked and mm. i was just thrilled to be a little part of it it was kind of fun um, she was awfully mean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that has to be fun for you because you're clearly such a nice, caring person than to then play to a play mean something character. opposite. Well, you're so nice. But yeah, I often get those, those mean ones. You know, like <laughs> but, you know, they're really fun to play, sort of like, you know, Duchess Cecily and, uh, you know, the White Queen and the White Princess and, you know, those kind of stately bitches. <laughs> <laughs> As you, as you get older, it's kind of fun to play them because, you know, in a way there's loads of space and room for, you know, I'm getting the presidents and the prime ministers and the <laughs> countesses and the duchesses and the, the you know, she, of course, was uh, the ambassadress. You know? yeah. <laughs> Very grand as a, <laughs> not my real life at all. Oh, that's why you act because then you can be whoever you want. <laughs> I can absolutely experience loads and loads of lifestyles as well. And that movie's on Amazon, correct? Amazon that's Prime? On Amazon, yeah. And then, of course, I had fun doing uh, uh, a, a little turn as well in Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> to, listen, to work with Ryan Reynolds. That's, oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I didn't sadly get a scene with Salma Hayek, which I would have loved because oh. she's incredible in that. But we, you know, in that we all have to be the the straight guys, mm -hmm. and so we're not allowed one joke, oh. one joke, and so we all have to be kind of like this. And the the joke of the piece, of course, is it's shot like a proper thriller mm -hmm. uh, action movie, and then of course it's completely mad. But the people only people are allowed to be mad are the three of them, and they get all the jokes, all the craziness, and all the rest of it. And we're all like. Mm and uh, take take them all very very seriously uh but that was a blast and we shot in croatia and in italy on that one as well so uh that was just you know one of those oh where am i going this week yeah <laughs> that so, must be so amazing to see so many places yeah yeah that's uh, always one of the upsides of our job although sometimes it can be places you really would rather not go <laughs> um, it's like you know they follow the tax credits yeah <laughs> but uh you know on the whole on the whole we we, we do get we get lucky we we do get Aww. lucky yeah yeah feel very very grateful oh that's so great well we really can't thank you enough for telling us yeah, all these amazing stories and giving us your time oh, we 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 love everything that you've been <laughs> So we Seriously. are so appreciate you sharing with us. The amount of times we've both watched Princess Diaries and Hook, like so many times. So just many love times. them. <laughs> but you know, it's just so wonderful to be in something that people take to their hearts 
and continue to love for years and years and years. And that is a gift for us. And, you know, as actors, we never know how anything's going to work out. You know, you throw your heart and soul in something and it just could be awful. And yeah. there's been a few of those, um, <laughs> you know, and or you throw your heart and soul in something and it's just amazing. And you just feel completely unjustified being a part of it. You know, you think, well, I really locked out with that one. Um, I, you know, I don't, you know, people think there's a path and, you know, I think less and less there's a path, actually. I just think you just go where your heart takes you. You don't take any, any yourself seriously and you just hope that you have a lovely long career and can take care of your family and just enjoy yourself along the road. And mm. uh, that's, you know, and um, talking about actually, yes, of course, then you asked me very, very quickly. Yes, I did write and produce a film last year, which of course brought out in COVID. I'd love everyone to see it. It's called The Bay of Silence. It's based on a beautiful book by Lisa Sandabanda Turin, and it's about a couple. Um, and uh, it's uh, Olga Kurilenko, who is just incredible. She's an amazing character actress, as well as a very well-known action movie heroine. Uh, Clay Spang, who was the star of The Square, also was Dracula on Netflix. And of course, the great Brian Cox, who is in Succession, uh, which is yeah. coming out series three. Yeah, yeah. so oh, good. God. Such a great I show. Love him so much. And he and I met on stage in 1985 when we were at the Royal Shakespeare Company together and did Miss Alliance and been friends ever since. Oh, wow. And wow. actually, I had, I had lunch with him last Wednesday. It was hilarious. We were in Soho House in London. And Sarah Snoop walked in, who I did the dressmaker with in 2014 with Kate Winslet. Uh, in Australia and it was so funny because Brian and I were just getting up to go and Sarah Snoop walks in looking just like you know um Shiv and of course the whole room then at that point stood up as well <laughs> I went oh and I went oh and she went oh my god oh my gosh you know and then the whole room went oh <laughs> But, uh, you know, he's just amazing. He truly is. But uh, so he's brilliant in the Bay of Silence as well. And uh, it is a wonderful, very romantic, but also quite tortured story. Uh, but very beautiful. Goes to Italy um, and uh, to France and to England as well. So you see a lot of the countryside, the, the world, mm. and the performances are incredible. Uh, oh. So I hope you get a chance to catch it. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. Yeah. A little me too as well. There's, you know, all those sort of stories in there too. Um, okay. You know, which is wonderful. You know, something like Made, which is now such a huge hit. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, these stories are now we're able to talk more about, you know, uh, abuse and uh, death of children or sexual abuse or whatever it is. These taboo subjects that for years, when you try to pitch a story like that, they just go, oh, no, I don't think that's the market's not going to like that. Mm -hmm. And I think so that is one real upside of streaming, I think, is that, you know, it um, audiences uh, far more sophisticated, I think, than the industry used to think they are. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and want to hear these stories. And want to hear these stories and are prepared for dark and all the rest of it. So I'd love you to see the Bear Sign. It's directed also by a woman uh, who is a wonderful Dutch director. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was my first writing and producing. And I'm, I'm still, it, it never leaves you. I am still oh. the seven with this, you know, accounts and everything else. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, congratulations. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, learned it, you know, 
from literally from, as they say, pen to paper to point of sale. And uh, I think, you know, as you get older as an actor, that is really something that, you know, you you want to kind of expand, do more and learn. And, you know, so I hope I get to do more of that. Oh, we do too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Okay. Tons of love. And, uh, you know, if you need anything, just call. Okay. Aww. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, right. Caroline. Take care, guys. Thank Aww, you. you as well. Anytime. Bye. Maybe get to see, see you in LA when I'm next up. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Bye. 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 Now, for people who've been following along with us pretty much since the beginning, a couple of years ago, we went on our first ever podcast where we were the guest and we went on our friend Alex and Ryan's podcast. It's called Friends Drink Beer. Yes, we we were nervous because we're not used to being the guest, but luckily they were so amazing and they are friends of ours. But if you're a fan of beer and just like comedy, because they're really, really funny, Make sure you check out their podcast, Friends Drink Beer. And more importantly, they have a blog. Mm -hmm. Now, some of you might know my microphone was having some issues recently. We thought it was an issue with the microphone. We were going to go look at new microphones. Long story short, we went to their blog because the first post that they have is called Best Podcast Equipment of 2021. Mm -hmm. And I really was looking there because I thought I was going to need a new microphone. But they're a very reliable source. David and I often... We'll text Alex if we have a microphone issue. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause especially whenever, so we went on their podcast first and then they came on ours and we were like having like a little panic moment where we just couldn't get the mics. One. We couldn't get all four mics to work. And Alex mm. just like figured it out within a minute. Oh yeah. It's like part of his day job. And then he's just really tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So they have some great recommendations for podcast equipment and they have another post up the nine best beer glassware. I mean, if and there's guys, one, one thing you should know about Grace and I, it's one, we love podcasting. So that first post like made for us, made for and us two, where we love beer and the glassware, the glassware, mainly the glassware, mainly, but we're not kidding. The photos that they take of their beer in the glassware, it's, it's so incredible. Good. They look right, so good. It's right on the top of their, um, blog on their website. The photos are amazing, but if you go to their website, it's friendsdrinkbeer.com. Then you can just click on the tab at the top and just go down to blog it's underneath contact. And it's right there. You can see the two blog posts that they have up, mm-hmm. go show them some love. Um, it's also on their Instagram page at friends drink beer. It's in their bio and you can yeah, go so check it out. Go check out their blog. Do it. And if you really want to go back a couple of years, go find our episode on their podcast. Yeah. Oh my God. We should listen to that. We should (laughs) see how how we did (laughs) our first experience on someone else being a guest. Um, And we'd love to thank our guest again. Yeah. I get so excited whenever we get a good segue. I know Caroline. So we talked, we touched on it a little bit, but her new movie birds of prey, it is, it's included on Amazon prime. Everybody has Amazon prime. So you can go watch her new movie birds of prey there. And then her other movie that she wrote and produced that she talked about that she's super proud about is called the Bay of silence. So make sure to check that out as well. Yes. And give her a follow on Instagram. She's at Caro Goodall. So it's just C A R O. And then her last name, G O O D A L L. Um, she has her link tree in her bio as well, which I'm sure will just take it everything you ever want about Caroline. 
then while you're on Instagram, hop on over to at BTTB podcast. Give us a follow there. We're also on Twitter at BTTB podcast. Our Facebook and TikTok is at back to the best. If you want to see some videos of us with Caroline, head over to youtube.com slash back to the best. Or if you just want a one-stop shop, our website is bttbpodcast.com. Yeah, it's pretty much all you need to know. And um, make sure you stick around because it's almost Christmas. It's already Christmas. <laughs> it's I got, already Christmas. I haven't let's be taken down my Halloween decorations yet, but I did get out my little um, Disneyland countdown to Christmas the other oh, uh, yesterday. Thank God. I know. I gotta get. I gotta get the decorations going, but mm-hmm. twill be soon. Oh, on the way back, um, I saw Carissa. We have a mutual friend, Carissa. Mm-hmm. And- Hi, Carissa. <laughs> Can't wait for dinner I, saw on her, Friday. I saw her on Halloween. And then after, whenever we were driving back, we just put on Mariah Carey. Cause. Oh, because all I want for Christmas is you, is you. and so nice. you all listening. And we're going to let you go now. Yes. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you to Caroline. Happy holidays. Thank you, Caroline. And Happy tune Christmas, in next- Harry. <laughs> and we're tune going. in next and tune in next week where we are going to keep taking you back to the best. Goodbye. And thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Ta-ta. Merry Christmas. Oh, I can't wait Merry to listen Christmas. to that one. That's one of my favorites. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And happy, happy holidays. holidays. Bye. Bye.